your family tell ghost stories? Where do those stories come from? Are they just something you pull out of the closet to scare the kids? Or is there something else? The memory of some past wrong, the reflection of a trauma, a need for justice or revenge. What comes first, do you think? The stories or the ghosts? Welcome to Coven, an actual play horror podcast. We're on Twitter at Coven underscore podcast, online at covenpodcast.com. Our theme music is by the great Ben Cronin. Our cover art is by the grand Daniel Stetner. I'm Noah Lloyd. You can find me online at Noah Gola. We've got Gary Slack. Hey, what's happening, y'all? Sharon Merriam. Hi. And Kiefer Katz. Hello. Where we left off last time, Kiefer uh, Sampson, excuse me, had tried, had repeatedly tried and failed to summon a demon that might help him figure out if he has passed the disease that he's carrying onto his infant daughter. Those attempts failed. Uh, and I did look up, there was a, a question, which I think we were talking about post recording last time, about how many humanity roles Kiefer was going to need to make now. Um, and it is not, you don't have to make a humanity roll every time you do a sorceress action. It's only when they succeed. So if Keeper had succeeded three times with his contact rolls, then he would have three humanity rolls. But because he failed each time, you don't have to do any, Keeper. Great. Um, yeah, so that's good news for you. We will have to, so at the very end of last session, we saw, and this was great for me because we kind of saw the coven come together for the first time, right? We saw Samson, Robert, and Joan join hands and and perform sorcery together. Once we, and then we we cut as the results of the the contact ritual, you know, came to be came to be felt. But so once we we get through this. We will, Joan, you're going to have to perform a humanity role. We'll talk about what that means when we get to it. And then we're going to do some other stuff for y'all coming together for the first time. So where we left off is that Joan decided to try to contact the alligator demon that uh, she and Robert had been searching for in the episode before last uh, and weren't able to find. And the way that the contact ritual kind of played out is we said... And I think that the way I narrated this is that it was just something that you could see but wasn't actually there. And I would like to retcon that just a touch and say that there is actually like a stone, not a pillar or an obelisk, but like a stone tablet, kind of a large, you know, four foot by six foot tablet that rises out of the swamp 
and is physically there, covered in weeds. And it's through this that you are able to talk to Agaram, who is habiting kind of a human alligator form carved into this tablet. So uh, it rises. It says that its name is, uh, I think what it said is, I am Agaram, the alligator. And that was where we cut. Yeah. So Joan, here you are. You've got Robert's hand on one side and Samson's hand on the other. And you've seemingly raised this stone tablet out of God knows where. <laughs> standing in the middle of a swamp in the middle of the night. Oh, gosh. Okay. God, I guess they should have probably discussed what to ask this thing beforehand, but uh, never mind. Now it's here. That was that was an <laughs> intriguing part of the plan I found was when Samson was like, we just need to contact it. And you never see This would be something I tell my freshmen, right? You've got to be more specific. Yeah. <laughs> exactly which one are you trying to get a hold of? Gosh. Um, okay, so this obelisk tablet thing that has spoken, can they all hear it or can only Joan hear it? No, I think so long as you are all holding hands, you can all hear it. You can all hear it, okay. Oh, okay. Um, so can the first thing Joan say be something along the lines of, what is with that hand you dropped at my feet? It was a message. Well, you could have been a little bit more clear. What kind of message? A hand doesn't really tell me all that much, does it? The witches said you would understand. Well, the what? Which witches? What? <laughs> which witches? Which witches? Yep. Which witches? Yep. Here we go. Oh, that. Well, we've got the title of the podcast, folks. There we go. <laughs> right there. Writing yeah. it down. <laughs> uh. Again, so you know, picture that you're talking to a like. I don't. I don't even want to pretend that its mouth is moving or anything like that. You're just hearing in your heads the kind of the gravelly voice of the alligator. And then you and you can see kind of its its graven image. Yeah. And it says the Bayou Witches, of course. What? On oh, okay. Well what what does that mean? Does that mean Robert's grandmother? She's dead. There's certainly no witches by me. Mm. <laughs> 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 Robert, what do you know about this? I feel like hey. Robert's getting ready to just like deck Samson. I know. Was, hey, I, I listen, y'all. Um, when she died or right before, you know, she kind of told me a little bit about something that had happened so many years ago. She didn't say witches, though. So that's all I know. Okay, well, alligator man, what do these witches want us to know? What is this hand about? What do you want? Why are you working for the witches? I am their servant, as Avathon is yours. Ah, I see. Well, could they be more specific than a hand? It was a request for you to join them. Mmm... That's not much of an invitation, but, uh, I mean, I can consider it when and where. They thought you would understand. And there's well, a, there's a hint of confusion in its, in its voice. Is it possible for Joan to, like, would her own demon know anything more 
on the like demon plane of existence than you know than what it's mm. told her necessarily mm-hmm. i think we've kind of determined that you have to speak out loud to speak to it right to speak to avathon okay well then can she just ask avathon did you yeah, know anything sure. about this i think you you feel <laughs> what is maybe the equivalent of um a parasitic shrug <laughs> and in kind of this skin behind your ear it's a little, a little um, bump <laughs> yeah uh-huh parasitic shrug would be another good name for this episode yeah okay well none of this is making all that much sense to me so um i guess for clarity's sake can i get in touch with these witches through you or can i just have like a direct path to them because you're a little bit vague to the alligator yeah. not to the avathon can i place a collect call <laughs> <laughs> I think that the tablet starts descending in the What? No, wait. <laughs> well, it it it's it's not over. It starts descending back into the swamp. And if you recall the the moment when you kind of produced light in the swamp a couple of episodes yeah. ago oh, yeah. while Robert was swimming, you see these balls of light kind of light up through leading through the swamp. Oh. So well, there's guess, kind of a a, okay. a path being laid out for you. All right, then. Wait, so is the tablet obelisk thing completely gone now, or can we still... It's it's submerged, but I think you can still talk to... It's kind of like... And here we go. It's kind of like a door that was opening, right? As, yeah. it, as it is descending, it is leading the way into a new area, into a new place. Okay. Well, Samson, Robert, any last requests here? Yeah, why did you pull me out of the swamp? Is that alligator ignoring us now? Oh, sorry, I I was confused. I thought I thought no, I thought Samson was asking that of Joan, and I was no. I was racking my brain like, did I forget something? No. What? <laughs> what does it say? I need to check a note actually, real quick before it replies. Say, dog, why you at it? Um, is my grandmother like? I don't know, like, that got me thinking, like, is she, is she in on this too, or, and all the while, you know, Robert is still, like, just swaying, and, uh, just kind of grooving, because that's mm-hmm. his thing. So, Agaram replies to Samson first, and it says, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what it would call Joan, other than Joan. Um, J-Dog. No, 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 no. Joni, the vessel. I mean, that's that's kind of the direction I'm thinking, only it's, right, it's something to do with Joan having been a sorcerer from before birth, right? Yeah. From the time of Ruby's pregnancy. The hybrid. No, I think I think the vessel is like kind of close. Yeah, I don't know. We we can come back to it. I I didn't realize that that was something I was going to have to to think about for today, yeah. but I will think about it for the future. Um, Agaram says that it would not have wanted to hurt one of her servants. That's her reply to you, Samson. It's reply to you, Samson. Her servants being the witch or being Joan? Uh, because we don't have a name for Joan that's left up in the air, but it's it's gotcha. Joan. Yeah, it's referring to Samson as Joan's servant. Gotcha. Tight. <laughs> <laughs> Samson, do you reply to that at all? Um, no. Just like, ugh. Or like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a reply to that. Like, I don't. Maybe does Samson know that her is Joan? I don't know. Yeah, I think he's just gonna be like, ugh. Okay. <laughs> and then 
Gary, remind me what, what Robert said. So when we talk about witches, is my grandmother involved in any of that? Just throwing that out there since you're taking the press. <laughs> um, you hear kind of a hear kind of a slithering sound, and Agaram says that's information beyond my domain. Okay then. All right. Well, should we follow this little light path? Uh huh. Yeah. So, well, I mean. Oh, I th- I'm saying uh uh-huh, but you should ask your compatriots. (laughs) Okay, companions, servants, um, should we follow this little light path? Servants? Yeah. Is that in character? Yeah, I don't know. I I thought it was funny, but I don't know if it should be in character. You owe me, like, six after this. Like, this is a debt that will come due if you want me to come with you into a swamp in the middle of the night. Hey, this alligator saved you because of me, so maybe you owe me. No, you didn't send the alligator to save me. Yeah, but it wouldn't have. If if you want me to come with you, you owe me. Mm, We can talk about that later. What you got going on anyway? Like, you you coming. You ain't ain't doing it. What you doing? We we, we, we doing this, so let's... I can figure this out myself. I don't need your help if you're not going to commit to giving it to me. I'm not going to beg. I am not your servant. What kind of help do you need? You're being really vague about all of this. Just help. I just need to find find a couple things out. I just need some information. Well, you're definitely not going to find out if you don't come with us, so you might as well come. You help us, we help you. Okay, great. There we go. That was what I was looking for. That's that's, that's right, Joan. Like, if, 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 you know, he's going to help you, you help him, I help y'all, and whenever I might need it, I know y'all have my back. So what's the fuss? Let's just do it. All right. I'm fine with that. Yes, agreed. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. Do I have to do a community roll? Yeah, I think now is a good time. You know, the contact is fading and we're moving on from there. So you're going to roll your humanity score. So you're going to roll 48 against Mm -hmm. the demon's power. Let me double check what its power is. So Sharon (laughs) rolled exceedingly poorly, unfortunately. This may be a replication of last time. Yeah. Agaram has 5d8 power. Woof. That's... (laughs) Yeah. So it definitely beats you. So you lose a point of humanity. So your humanity drops mm. to three. So be sure you mark that on your character sheet. Wait, so, was that with my plus one against this guy? No, actually, go ahead. Ah! Go ahead and roll. Go ahead and roll one more d8, and we will just add that, and we'll see if you get an eight or better. Then you'll tie. Nope, I got okay. a three. <laughs> yeah. So. You still lose that point. That's okay. No, that's good. Like I'm glad that you remembered that because that's definitely something that we should hold on to whenever you're whenever you're dealing with Agaram. Okay. As a reminder, both for us and for those listening at home, what humanity means in each game of Sorcerer we kind of define for ourselves. And for us, we determine that humanity is defined by our relationships with the community. So Sharon, what does this kind of this decreasing score mean for you? Uh, uh, um, why did why does this experience right kind of shake your relationship with the community in some way? Well, and I mean, community it, broadly defined. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it could be that she's letting the servant thing go to her head and oh. is maybe thinking she's a little better than Samson. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, just a little twinge of kind of some power hunger there. I like yeah. that. Okay, so now the other thing that we're going to do for for the three of you coming together as a coven for the very first time is, and it's only because this is the first time, right? We're not going to do this every time you do group sorcery together, but I would like all of you to make humanity rolls to see if you can gain a point of humanity back. And let's do this one at a time. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just going to go across the sheet we have on Miro. So the way this is, works is you're going to roll against your own humanity score. So Kiefer, you go ahead and roll 5d8 and I'll roll 5d8 as well. And you can gain a point of humanity if you do well on this. So I rolled an 8, 7, 5, 4, and a 2. No, I win. Yeah, Kiefer beats yeah. me. Kiefer rolls that 8, is, 7, 7, 6. Is that a total success? That is a total success, yeah. I don't think that there is a that there's a benefit for that on a humanity roll, however. Can I have more than my base humanity? Isn't five my top humanity? I'll have six humanity. I'm so fucking human. <laughs> I'm I'm looking to see if there's something about like a base. I don't, I understand humanity to be kind of a continually fluctuating thing. I don't, I don't see any, or if it is here, I'm not seeing it immediately. And I'm fine with it just being kind of a, a relational thing that we can tweak however we want. So yeah. You can have six. So now let's go to Gary. All right, 48. I will roll 48 against him. Yeah, this is shit. <laughs> yeah, so I, uh, Gary rolled 6531. I rolled 7732. So you don't lose anything in this case. Um, it's important to note. A humanity roll is either a potential loss or a potential gain. Uh, it's not both at the same time. So we're only rolling for potential gains at the moment, so you just stay where you are. And... Joan, we're gonna go ahead. And, you're down to three d eight. I will roll three d eight as well, and but you have a potential to get that point back. Boo. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so again, you don't lose anything, but you stay at three. So yeah. getting humanity back can be tricky. I wanted to give us this opportunity because I think the scene of the three of you coming together is really powerful. So that's why we got this this opportunity for y'all. Clearly, Samson's selflessness in being willing to help these people who he has nothing to do with is being rewarded because his humanity just came back. The game says so. Yeah, exactly. Fine, fine. I mean, I think that's that's what kind of how we have to interpret it, right? Yeah. So it sounds like the three of you are going deeper into the swamp. Yes. Okay. What do we see? Well, you follow the lights. Um, they're dim, and I think it's... It's kind of like the video game waypoint system, where when you pass one of these lights, it dims and doesn't uh, leave you a trail back. Oh no, okay. <laughs> and you press forward. And I think that we get kind of a montage of y'all, what's the word? Um, of y'all schlepping, really, <laughs> um, through, through drier areas. And then the trail will lead you through kind of hip high water again, which is fine for, for Robert, but less fine for Samson. Mm. Um, and like, I, I, I want to say that there is a good amount of time here, like maybe even up to an hour, something like that. Cause Robert, you know, the, the, what do you call it? You know, the clearing, the swamp and by, by the clearing, right. We mean the swamp right. in total for the most part, you know, the swamp really well so why don't you make me 
Let's call this a stamina roll because stamina is so closely associated to the clearing for you because you're always swimming there, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm just going to have you roll against your own stamina. That seems like a good kind of mechanic for this. So roll 3d8 and I'll roll 3d8 against you. Gary rolled six, five, and a three. I rolled a six, three, and a two. So the two sixes cancel out. Gary's next highest is a five that beats my three. So Gary, uh, or Robert, I should say, has spent so much time in the swamp that he feels like he knows everything, right? He knows, he should know everywhere in the swamp. He should know all the trails. He should know when you go off trail, how you get back to another trail, shortcuts, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Robert, especially as you are approaching kind of this hour mark, is feeling almost lost in a sense, or like he has stepped into a different part of the clearing he's never been to before. It's really a very kind of unsettling, what's the word? There's a synonym for unsettling that I'm looking for. Eerie. Um, yeah, yeah all, all, all of the above, all of the above, I think. Um, distracting almost, right? Like you're supposed to be keeping up with the group following these lights and you are, but you keep kind of finding yourself stopping and looking around and not recognizing the trees, not recognizing. Oh, I was just about to say that. Yes, yes. Uh, no, so it's like the trees like are just so different. Um, swamps in like East Texas and Louisiana are very like, you know, cypress trees and very hollowed out. Um, and these trees are like that, but they don't feel as hollow. They feel like they're containing some kind of essence that is very alien to him. And this is mm. someone who, as you said, has like made this almost a second home. He feels out of place here. And that out of placeness is causing him to lag behind. Um, he's mesmerized by the lights. Um, he's mesmerized by the sort of hazy shadows of Joan and uh, Sam sick and <laughs> he like wants to keep following them but his legs are just telling him like slow down take this all in because you know something is amiss here mm -hmm. I love it I love the this sense that the trees are full of something yeah something else that's great yeah so given some time you know, about about an hour. And I mean, even to Samson and to Joan, this should seem distracting, right? Like the clearing is a is a large, large chunk of land, but it's not that large. And it is surrounded by water on one side and neighborhoods on the other three sides at this point. And it is you do kind of have to try to get lost a little bit. Um, so wherever these lights are leading you, it's somewhere that you you don't know. Mm. And Eventually, you come to, I'm going to call it a clearing, uh, another kind of small clearing inside the clearing, which is, uh, it's a lifted piece of ground, mossy, you know, fallen, rotten trees, that kind of thing. And the lights end. The lights stop. And mm. everything is dark where you are. And there, there are... I think it's a full minute, right? And a minute doesn't sound like a lot of time, but I want you to pretend that you're watching a film of this and 60 seconds pass where the three of you are just standing there, right? <laughs> uh, a minute can become interminable. 
especially when you're in this kind of situation. So do the three of you say anything over the course of this minute? I feel like if everything is feeling so strange, possibly not. Okay, you're just waiting. Out of the swamp ahead of you, there is something lifts up out of it. It's not like it's climbing. It's just like like you saw with the, the, the tablet not too long ago. It is just lifting out of the swamp. There are, um, you know, weeds and, and kind of other detritus flecked about its shoulders. So is it like human shaped? This is human shaped, right. But it is kind of, it is tall and stretched and you almost don't make it out as human at first until it starts walking towards you. This thing is probably like six foot six, but extremely mm. thin, um, and it is pale. It's kind of gray. It's like it's been drained of color. It's not white. It's not like um, it's not like a full moon or anything like that. It is just like a garment which has been leached of its dye, mm. and it approaches you and stands before you. And it doesn't say anything. It waits for you to to respond, to react. Is there any benefit for Joan to do the little light spell casting thing? To make sure. The light come up so it's easier to see. Yeah, I mean that's something that Avathon can just do for you, right? Yeah. And as you create this illumination and you can see better, you see this figure, which is largely as I've described it. You can also see its face. Its eyes are trying to think what's what's worse if they're all white or if they're all black i think they're all white but with just a dot of black in the center kind of, oh, kind of like the size of a pinhead um yeah so the the irises are just and pupils are just too small it's its face is flatter than it should be there is kind of the suggestion of a nose but it is pushed back farther than a human should be um, it is kind of definitively lipless. Its ears are flattened against the side of its head. That's the additional detail you get by casting this this darkness spell. Yeah. Can can Joan just ask, what are you? <laughs> and you hear in your head again. It doesn't speak. It doesn't open its mouth. But you hear it say, I am one of the Bayou Witches. Well, you don't look like I expected. You received our message. Well, if you can call it that. Um, I mean, what did you mean by a severed hand? We need you to take care of something for us. Um, okay, like what? There is an entity threatening the swamp that mm. is in a place we cannot go. And I should help you why? And it's a six foot and a half foot tall monster talking to you in a swamp in the middle of the night, girl. Like, don't. This is, this is so fucked up. What are you doing? Why are we here? Do what the monster says. No, I, uh, I. We're all monsters in our own right. We don't have to be afraid of it. It's got a couple inches on us. It's fine. It opens its mouth and its teeth. Its teeth are, it's kind of a cliche to see that it, say that its teeth have been filed to a point, and they haven't. Instead, its teeth seem to be, um, you know, like fish teeth, which are 
very small and serrated and very sharp. Um, its mouth is just full of these razor sharp serrated fish teeth. And it says with this extremely pronounced lisp, you must claim your birthright. Oh, geez. Um, okay, well, tell us about this thing that is threatening you. We know only that it lives within the rosette, and it has returned to to this telepathic communication with you. And all three wait, of you can hear this. Oh, okay. Wait, what is the rosette? It is in the place we cannot go. I, what, like town? Like... Like the internet? No, there's no internet. It's the 80s. Um, never mind. Um, <laughs> this thing I just invented called the internet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're gonna love it. Oh god. Um, I, uh, I, I just. Mm, okay. What? What is the? Where can you not go? I'm gonna look at them. Just, just looking at this. Are your new friend? I'm going to say literally anywhere that isn't the swamp. <laughs> Your yeah, fearful friend has the truth of it. Mm, fearful, okay. just not an idiot. <laughs> All right. Calm down, everyone. Let's see. Um, okay, well, how is it threatening you? It pretends to be the protector of the clearing. It doesn't it doesn't call it the clearing. Uh I'm just too used to the calling swamp. it that. Yeah. Yeah. It pretends to be the protector of the swamp, but it is not. Instead it shackles, it prevents, it holds. Mm, shackles like what? This thing turns its head to look straight into Robert. Us. You. Us like I I'm mean doing what? From and it it lifts its arms to its side, uh, or, or away from its sides, I should say, in kind of a uh, this. Oh, I'm now picturing Jack Skellington, which I is <laughs> gonna be maybe totally wrong, but is still still kind of what I'm going for in that kind of um, skeletally thin yeah. aspect. But it raises its arms from its sides to gesture all around it, and the world changes the stars actually maybe you didn't notice this before that there were no stars in the sky that you were under when you entered this new place uh robert might have noticed it the sky fills with light turns blue these trees which robert was feeling were full of something rather than hollow they start to turn green um the you know the leaves leaves sprout on them is the way i should say um and turn green the moss fills with color um plants and flowers kind of grow up around the the witch's feet mm. and that's its answer to you robert it's mighty bright out here are you telling me What's in the swamp now is keeping the swamp from somehow being its best self. It drops its arms to its sides and all of this fades, right? The leaves 
crumple and fall off. The light falls mm-hmm. away again. And at this point, Sam and Joan and Robert, if you hadn't before, you definitely note that there are no stars in the sky. Um, and as it, you know, it's it's like it's in time with its arms. It's almost like it's a conductor. As it drops its arms, all of the the kind of enchantment, all of the beauty that you were just privy to falls away and it nods its head at the end of its um at the end mm. of this kind of musical gesture. All right, I'll take that as a yes. Hey, um, no, no offense, Swamp Witch, but um <laughs> we we gotta we gotta huddle for a second and <laughs> Like, if y'all don't mind, uh, Robert sort of gets everybody in, like, a football huddle. Like, yeah. Despite how, like, close, you know. Um, I guess Samson must be, like, mortified that he's <laughs> this close to these two. And he goes, yeah, I don't believe this shit, do you? And he, like, I, speaks real low so that the witch doesn't hear him. He hopes. I mean, he hopes. <laughs> I, I don't think we have that much of a choice other than to believe it. I mean, look at that thing. It's not human, so uh, I I think it's I think it's for real. Yeah, what's not to believe? I I don't know that I don't know what I don't know that I am that motivated to help a swamp witch make the swamp swampier. That's not really I think the swamp is just fine the way it is, personally, but I don't think we shouldn't trust the swamp witch. I always knew you was a hip cat, you know? Um, <laughs> I, I, It's just something, I'm just not buying this. Um, and I, I just shackle, you know, keeping us. Like, who the fuck are they, like, to say the swamp isn't the way it should be? And you know, Robert's obviously feeling some type of way about this because of his relationship to the swamp. And he owns the deed to it now, doesn't he? And he owns the deed to it now. But, you know, he shrugs and says, well, you know, Joan, this, you know, this is this is your life and you're your own woman. And, you know, so you do, what you feel, is, you do what you feel is necessary. I'm not trying to... <sighs> I'm trying to get out of this town. I'm trying to grow up and, and have a life outside of this. I'm not trying to have that cut short by some hand-dropping demon witch group. Like, I just... I, I, feel, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so why don't you tell the witch that? Ah, uh, gosh. All right. So she kind of walks back toward the witch and says, What happens if we don't help you? There are forces coming that would destroy the swamp. The thing that pretends to be its protector is not up to the challenge. You might be. Mm. And then it, it points at Robert real quick and says, he knows. He knows the danger of losing this place. Do you, Robert? I mean, I'm of not opposed to keeping this place happy and healthy, but... uh. I'm still lost on who we're supposed to... How do we know who we're looking for? You have the hand. Oh, God. (laughs) Do they? They just kicked it under a dumpster. Yeah, I mean, you left it under a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, 
So wait, is the person whose hand that is still alive? Is that the person that we're looking for? I haven't seen that many one-handed men walking around this town. It it affirms that the person the hand belongs to is the person you're looking for. It doesn't mm-hmm. have a response to them wandering around town or anything like that. It doesn't know anything about that. Oh. Um, so you don't know who this person is? You just took their hand? Agaron took name. the hand. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. But y'all didn't catch, like a like, a name or any identifying features of this person um when you say identifying features i think i can give you a little bit more it it lifts its head and kind of considers and it it gestures with you know it's it's abnormally long fingers toward the water and you see this huge hulking alligator which you've seen (laughs) before climb slowly out of it and gestures for agaram to speak and it it looks at the three of you and it looks at Samson and it says his coloration. Um, and then it looks at Robert and says his height. And then it looks at Joan and says your age, maybe a little older. And then retreats oh. back into the uh, into the water. All right, then. That's interesting. So... Hmm. So like a high school kid? Your age or a little older is what it's saying. All right. We know that it has been protecting the swamp for at least 40 years. What on earth? How is it my age? All right. How do we find out more about this? How do we track this thing down? I'm, I mean, it, it shrugs its shoulders again, right? Like this is, at this point, it is on y'all. You're, you're okay. the ones who can, who can enter the town so i guess joan looks at robert and samson and says i guess we should go get that hand and hope that like a a raccoon hasn't made off with it yeah i know (laughs) i will light your way back and it it lifts a hand and the the lights lift up and it turns without another word and starts you know it walks back into the swamp and slowly submerges hmm um, so question in terms of game stuff, are there spells that like, if you have an object, you can learn more about the object and like where it comes from. So like, if they get the hand, is there something that we can cast? I'm trying to think of. So there, the... there aren't really spells, right? Um, what there are, mm-hmm. are your demons abilities. So, um, yeah. the thing to do is to figure out what ability you need in order for a demon to be able to help. But like, remember that we are in the real, the quote unquote real world of the 1980s, right? Like there are are other, there are other ways to find people too. But, and, and if you don't have access to an ability you need right now, then you can summon new demons, right? Yeah, that's true. Mm, okay. Um, all right, so should we have them head back to where the bar is to see if they can still get the hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, Gary or Kiefer, do you have anything else as the, you know, it takes time with you. I, I really want to hold on to, um, I think that scales can be, can be magnified and, um, and reduced, 
when we want to, but I want to hold on to the sense that this is material things that are happening, right? That's why I wanted to retcon the tablet a little bit. So it takes time for you all to get back to the, get back through the swamp to where you first performed the contact ritual. So it's, it's early in the morning by the time you get back there. So like, Four, like like three ish. Let's call it three ish. Three. Okay. I don't actually remember what time we left off last episode. But yeah. Three is fine. Okay. But so Gary Kiefer, is there anything y'all want to do or talk about on the way back? So what's how you feeling about all that? You know, um, a lot to take in, but I definitely feel where you were coming from with you know your hesitation. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't love it, but I don't really know what else to do other than to try to get to the bottom of this. Not that I have a plan exactly, other than retrieving this hand. I assume that the three of us can hopefully uh, figure out something once we have it. I know you don't want to go to the cops, but we can't entirely rule it out if we um if we can't sort it out ourselves. What about you, Samson? I certainly don't see why we would get the police involved with, like, demon shit. That they definitely I don't. struggle a little bit with you, Joan. I understand that you're 16 years old, but you also, from what I'm gathering, have a quite a bit of knowledge about all this demon shit, as you put it. <laughs> so, I just. I don't see how you think the police are going to help with the demon, witch, drowned corpse, giant monster, skeleton fish we just saw in the swamp and is going to somehow deal with the 40-year-old teenager who's missing a hand for us? Yeah, I... Like, the, there's just, like, what what... What what world do you think you're living in? Like you're grow up. Like oh. if you want this dealt with, if you think this is a problem, you're gonna have to. We can figure it out together, I guess. If that's what it's gonna take for you to help me with my thing, but you really need to stop throwing it to the police. It's not my first choice. I'm just thinking through the options here. But yeah, let's see what we can do on our own then. Yeah, I think he's right. I mean, the cops. Just, they don't have enough bullets to deal with this shit. And what the fuck we need them for anyway? I mean, shit, we, we, we sorcerers, you know, for better or worse. And I feel like whatever magical beings out there gave us these powers for a reason. And God damn it, we gotta, you know, get to the bottom of this shit. All right, then. No cops, but let's just hope we can figure this out. So, if... What can you do? I know what I can do. I can be strong. I can, you know, be charming. Um, But, like, I, I can't do detective work. If you need me to go, like, make nice with somebody, I could ask some questions. But I don't... The whole reason I'm talking to you, too, the whole reason I'm helping is because I need someone who can find things out better than I can find things out. 
All right, well, then this can test our finding out abilities. Plus, What's you still have told us what you want found out. Right? Like, <laughs> it's just like you keep talking about, like, using us to help you find out stuff. But, like, you're, you're acting like a, you know, this is like some mystery show. It's almost like, you know, we'll spill the beans, man. Like, what's good? I just need to figure out some. Look, it's none of your fucking business. It has nothing to do with you. So why ask for our help? Involve what? Why ask for our help? Because I need help. Because I can't do it myself. If I could mm. do it myself, I wouldn't have asked for your help. So if it's if, if you're asking for our help, then it's it's our <laughs> business. Um, at least to the extent that you need our services to help you find out what it is. Right. And when we get to the point where we're trying to resolve that issue, if you want to look, if you want to drop the demon alligator thing and just figure my thing out, that's great. We can do that. Do you want to do that? I mean, humans I mean, we are. Can we, we can multitask. Yeah, we can multitask. I mean, yo, like, what's? I'm I'm down, man. I mean, you 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 got some stuff that you can help me out with too. You know, best believe. Mm. Great. Tell me what you need help with. Or don't. I don't really care that much. But um, I I am sick. I'm very sick. Um, not just in the fact that my last name is Sick and you call me Sam Sick with always a little bit more disdain in your voice than I really appreciate, to be clear, Robert. But I want to just... I'm sick. And it is... I'm sick with something that is catching. And I need to know whether or not my daughter or my wife are sick. I am just trying to take care of my family. So... Aren't there doctors for that? Not for, not where I don't have to tell my wife about everything that is happening in my life. Mm. Not doctors for demon shit. The same <laughs> reason we aren't going to the police. No demon doctors and no demon police. Fine. I'm sure there are some demon police, but. <laughs> I think we're the demon police at this point. No question. Demon police. No <laughs> question. No question. <laughs> oh, God. So if you want to, again, just tell me what you can do. My demon lets me, you know, be a little bit more who I am already. Let's me mm. turn up the charm a little bit further than I might be able to otherwise. Let's me last. Let's me like, you know, just be a little tougher than I might otherwise. I'm asking what you can do. Because if you can only do the things that I can do, then I don't need you. But if you can, can, if you have a way of figuring things out with the demonic powers that you possess as sorcerers, then maybe you could put those to use on both of our problems. Mm, hold on, I need to actually look up Joan's list of things again. <laughs> All right, Mister Sycamore, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna spit it to you real. Um, we've only known each other for a little bit, but. I feel weirdly comfortable with telling you this. Now, I want you to take a look at my necklace because it's saying some shit that I just point out to folk. And, you know, Robert sort of points to his necklace and it's like pretty big given that they're still, are they still in the swamp or they're like they out of it? I think it? they're like walking back toward where the hand is under the dumpster. So yeah. Like in the swamp okay. still. So I, I, still... think, I think at this point you've made it back from the kind of the long trek to yeah. the point where you performed the contact and are just on the outskirts of the swamp now making it back toward the rogue. 
Word up. So my necklace is where my demon likes to do his thing. And my necklace grows larger the longer I stay in the swamp. It means that it's healthy. It means that it's you know got some good stuff going on. Now, as for what he does, my demon is a bullshit detective. Um, meaning that whenever he so pleases, he allows me to see exactly who's doing what, how they're doing it, and whether or not there's any malice or any sincerity behind it. And the only reason, or at least one of the only reasons I've been putting up with all of y'all's shit for as long as I have is because Mlack, my demon, is getting some you know reasonable vibes from y'all. Despite how we're talking to each other. So, so long as the bullshit detector isn't giving me any alarms, I'm going to say that, you know, that's what I can do. And, you know, a few other things too. But I can suss out what's real and what's not. And, you know, for better or worse, Mr. Sycamore, you're kind of real right now. So don't do anything to change that. I think, if anything, I have been a bit too straightforward with my uh, desires. But I appreciate the clarity. Thank you, Robert. And hey, that sounds like it might even be useful to me, personally. But also to our broader challenge here. Joe, how about you? Aside from eating bugs, can you... And being judgmental? Really just going at this 16-year-old's middle-aged man. Just like, fuck you especially. Like, damn. Is he like seeing his own daughter in tone? I don't know. Uh, Look, I was born with this. I didn't ask for it. It's just... He's just... He's here with me. He lives inside of my skin. It's... He's... On my body. It's fine. We get along. Um, I, I don't know. I can do things with light. I can... Oh, she's shapeshift. I actually have not used that at all. <laughs> yeah, what are y'all's powers, actually? I think I have Robert's or Kira's perception, shadow, and mark. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I have shapeshift, warp, and shadow, and armor. armor. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I was born like this. We go everywhere together. He's on me. It's fine. We get along. I I can do things with light. I can I can change things. I can alter shapes of things and and myself sometimes. It's handy. Um yeah, I I don't know. It just it is what it is. I've got a couple of of abilities and a decent relationship with with Avathon. I don't know how useful I am in terms of sussing out, you know, illnesses or discovering things, but I'll do what I can. Okay, so does anybody have any sort of a plan? So (laughs) if we start talking about plan, let's say that we get to the rogue. Joan, are you going to kind of like drop down and look underneath the dumpster? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You so, can yes. you can fish the handout easily enough. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like fishing imagery going on in today's episode. <laughs> and it is, I mean, it is starting to turn. We'll say that. 
do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, you left it under a fucking dumpster for yeah. 24 hours. So, yeah. or more. I, I would have to double check how long, but it's been yeah. down there a while. Um, I'm not going to have like some animal has taken off with it. That would be a little too mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have it. And then, and as you are, are fishing it out, Samson asks about forming a plan. So wait, do, do any of Robert's demons abilities, are they useful in terms of, of like learning more about it or of like finding out who it belongs to? Because I feel like, I think Warp says it lets the sorcerer alter the shape of unliving material. material. So that just like changes in, inanimate objects into other inanimate objects, presumably. Shapeshift, the user has another shape, but only for up to a couple of minutes based on the demon's power. The shadow is the illumination thing, and then armor, it says it can keep a character from being killed, but I don't think she has anything that's useful in terms of sussing out the origin of a hand. So Imlac has um, perception, which mm-hmm. could could be potentially helpful in this. Um, okay. Yeah. Because perception can be rather largely, rather broadly defined to do various things. Yeah, and okay. Mlac is very big on like aura, um, and like the color and sort of shape of aura and what it contains. Yeah, I feel like everything Joan or Avathon has is like fairly physical, in terms of changing things or making things light or dark, and I don't have much that's like beyond that. Yeah, I have boost, but I'm pretty sure I took boost as boosting will, um, and it can only boost one thing. Mm. So maybe we go with something uh, Imlac related then. Yeah, or you or you contact uh, another demon, right? Like that is always on the table. Another demon. And, oh yeah. And the, the other thing is, I know y'all don't want to go to the cops, but what I am going to say are fingerprints, right? Yeah. So I'm just going to throw that word out there, and you can not go that route. I'm not trying to talk you into it, but that is if you have a severed hand, probably the first thing a non-sorceress yeah. person would want to do. I'm all right. It seems extremely reasonable to me that Samson Sycamore, Ronald Reagan fan from the Houston suburbs who works for an iron steel <laughs> mill, has a friend who's a police officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. Um, so. so I don't think in a, like, I could take him a severed hand sort of way, but in a, I could take fingerprints and have him, like, run them sort of way, maybe? Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's reasonable. Um, with GM approval, of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can make that happen. Cool. And again, like, in, in universe in a small town, I think it does totally make sense for, for Sam to be friendly with police. Yeah, so, I mean, I can, I have a friend, if we can, does anyone, do you, can you get, like, tape or and a pencil from inside? I guess I'm going to just assume yeah. that I know how to do this, because why not? Maybe we could get, like, I'll, let's get some fingerprints from this thing, and yeah. take them. I can talk to my buddy, he, he might be willing to run these through a database and see what he can find. Sure, I can go inside. I have the keys. Yeah, I think they do in the 80s, don't they? They must, at least locally. Sure. Even if it's like paper, they have fingerprints, don't they? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah you can check them against the records, whatever form those take. There might be some microfilm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so according to the internet, in 1980, the first computer database of fingerprints was developed. So by 84, okay. yeah, I think we're we're totally within our, our remit to say that there's a, a fingerprint database that Kiefer can go hit up. Cool. Cool. Okay, so Joan goes inside, comes out with, I guess, pieces, or like, you know, the little tape dispenser thing, and... And a plastic bag, a Ziploc bag. <laughs> it's gross. Um, so yeah, she comes out with that, and I guess kneels down and starts doing like one piece of tape on each finger. Mm-hmm. Two plastic bags, actually. Sorry, puts those pieces of tape into one plastic bag, hands it to uh, Samson, and then puts the hand in the other Ziploc bag. Love it. Arts and crafts with a human <laughs> hand. Cool. Uh, cool. <laughs> so let's let's just press forward a little bit, right? It kind of sounds like you're going to need to hear back from Samson before y'all take next steps. I would like yeah. just to kind of get a sense as y'all make it back to your respective homes, what your just what your character's feelings are for the day. So maybe let's start with Joan. Yeah. Since you've been... Ooh, actually, I'm trying to think of where she. Sh- what if she puts the hand in the Ziploc bag in the freezer at work and like tries to just hide it somewhere. You put the hand in the, yeah, I love it. Okay. Because I don't know that she wants to take that home. Yeah, no, that's good. It's, it's officially in the freezer at work. I'm, we're keeping that. Love it. Um, so yeah. And do you just, do you just like stick it behind like some frozen pork or something? Yeah. Like something that's not used terribly often, just at the bottom of a pile of, pork or whatever um yeah um okay so she gets home and i mean i think she's honestly probably feeling a little bit excited because i think i mean like we said she lost the humanity point and she was like letting that statement about her servants or followers or whatever go to her head with regard to samson um so i think she's like nervous but also at the same time she's like a 16 year old in a small town who has these dreams of like getting out of there so like this is probably the most exciting thing that's happened in a while um so yeah i think she's not as nervous as she should be (laughs) and you're just kind of ready for monday morning right going into school yeah robert is willing to go along with joan and uh samson but he you know, feels at odds about the what the witch said about the presence in the swamp not being able to protect it from this sort of incoming evil or um, it was an incoming evil, right? Or is the presence itself the evil? I forgot. Well, what they're what they're saying is that there's that this force is preventing the swamp from from both from being its best self, but also that there are forces coming that will threaten the swamp and that this force which considers itself the protector won't be up to the challenge yeah robert feels like there's a part of this that he is missing out on or is being distorted um but you know he feels he himself is not powerful enough to identify like what story is truthful um, so there's only one way to really go about it, and that's to partner up with the other two for now. And if, you know, 
push comes to shove and he has to kind of stake out his own, you know, I don't know how to say it. You know, if he has to, he, he'll, he'll do what he has to do, you know, and, you know, he'll leave it at that. But for now, he doesn't sense any, like, ill vibes from either one. So he's, you know, comfortable with, you know, going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that beat. And then Samson, as Samson gets home early in the morning. Sorry, I thought there was thought you were going to say something more after. No, no, sorry. That was, was trailing off to give you space. Yeah, I think he's a little stressed out. He feels good that I think he's excited that it's not going to whatever happens isn't just on him. I think the like little bit of responsibility shirking that he's got there even if it is with a 16 year old and a 20 something <laughs> musician bum who he can like count on like at least they have demons that are theoretically powerful so i think it, it feels a little bit easier because he's not just himself mm-hmm. i like that and maybe that's that's part of the humanity increase right maybe that's reflecting that a little bit as well yeah, I think that sounds right. Like, he's like, oh, other human beings have something to offer me. Right. It's yeah. not just, yeah. Cool. So let's, uh, speaking of other human beings having something to offer you, let's just pop ahead to um, kind of the next work day, Monday morning. The next work day, and I just want to have this scene with Samson where... So, Samson, before you head into work, I imagine you can swing by the police station, right, in order to drop off these fingerprints and see your friend. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, real quick, let's invent your, this person you know. Sure. Are they, are they like a beat cop? Are they a detective? What are they? Let's make them a detective. Let's give them a little bit of juice. <laughs> okay. And it sounds like we're going with him, which would, is more likely in the eighties. But uh, let's get a let's Samson get a name. A good bro. Okay, so this is a good bro. <laughs> this is this is actually somebody that you might like go out and have beers with. Yeah, I think this is like someone he knows. Like, I think he generally is like, yeah, the cops in town are like, sure, you're a fine guy, you're a pillar of the community, or whatever. But part of the reason that's true is because he has one like bro who's right. on the course, on right? The course. For sure. Okay, uh, we need a we need a good name for this guy. I kind of like I kind of like uh, I've been watching Fargo lately, and I I kind of like the name Cream for a detective, Detective Cream. <laughs> it just seems like a ridiculous, over the top name that a detective might have. C R E A M or E E M? Uh, either one. I was thinking E A M, like heavy cream. God, well, that doesn't go well at all with the first name I was thinking. So we're gonna. Oh, well, now you have to say it at the very least, even if we don't go with it. We were talking about detectives, so I was like, yeah, I could be dick, but no, we're not going with that. <laughs> oh, I would actually oh, say God. that goes very well with the first one you were thinking of. But... Oh, Christ. Um, yeah, that's not going to work. Can I think his name should be like, I don't know, Roger or something, but he's like a big dude. Like he was maybe... Maybe he like played football in high school, but instead of staying in shape, he just got like fat. He was a uh-huh. he's like a big guy. So I think everybody calls him Heavy Cream. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 I like it. Yeah, um, and he and he totally like plays along with it, right? Like, yeah, he's like he's like sure, okay, we're yeah, yeah I'm Heavy Cream. Yeah, 
I like that. Cool. Um, so you, uh, we established uh, earlier, or I, I mentioned, I guess back in episode five when we first started playing Sorcerer, that the old PlayStation has been replaced with this, which just completed in the past year or so, this new multi-million dollar state-of-the-art police station. So you you park your car and you, you walk in um, and everything is kind of shining and new, right? Um, it is 1980s brilliance and clean in an antiseptic kind of way. You just give your name to the receptionist who... Uh, calls over to Detective Cream's desk, comes out, is happy to see you, shakes your hand. Uh, how does this conversation go? Hey, Abby, how's it going? It's it's going good, Sam. It's going good. Sorry I missed you at the at the Rogue this past weekend. You know the missus. She, uh, she keeps me busy. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm uh, starting to think that I might be on a shorter leash this time around than I had actually hoped. Uh, uh, weird how... You know, you got a newborn daughter and all of a sudden you're supposed to be at home all the time. What is this? Yeah. What do we have wives for? You gotta you gotta watch how tight the collar gets. Yeah, exactly. You know all about a tight collar, huh? Um, anyway, uh, I was he, wondering if you could He punches you in the shoulder a little bit more forcefully <laughs> than is maybe necessary. I was thinking it was like a triple entendre there. I know. Um, I am well aware. Okay. Uh, and so is he. <laughs> Um, it's good because I get in, in character get to make all these dad jokes because I'm a dad in real life and in the show. <laughs> oh, God. It's amazing how, how now you can get away with all these jokes you've been making since college at the very least. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I was just, you know, practicing. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I was wondering if you could uh, do me a favor. Yeah. It's got a, an open tab at the Rogue next time you come in with my name on it, if or my credit card on it, your name, if you can take care of this for me. Anything for you, Sam Sick? What am I doing? Uh, I'm wondering if you could run some fingerprints. I got this, uh, got a set of them here that a friend of mine picked up, and, you know, it's a girl and a guy, and there's been a little bit of a drama, and somebody got their feelings hurt. Just... Am I going to get in trouble for this, Sam? I mean, I don't know what you get in trouble for. You're a detective. You run fingerprints all the time. I don't. I can't imagine anybody's going to be like, hey, why were you looking? And I just need to know who the guy is, assuming it's a guy. Someone got their feelings hurt, and I'm trying to figure I out. Just, I, I just need to know you're not going to go, you know, hurting this guy, making it so some of my boys are going to have to get called out. I'm just making sure there's not going to be, you know, more trouble. Have I ever caused you trouble? That's probably, a fair yes. But prob prob like... Probably, and we just didn't know about it, but that's all right. Yeah, but it was never such a big deal that, like, we had to, you know, it's not, it'll be fine. I promise you it'll be fine. Nothing that a bar tab won't take care of. All right. All right. Um, I'll, uh, it's going to take me a few hours, but I'll, uh, I'll get back to you. Cool. You have my number at the office, right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Have I, you know, I just got a car phone. Um, it's this new thing. It's like kind of expensive, but I, th I think it's the future. Um, oh, I've seen that. I've seen you... that shit in ads. Yeah. Have I given you that number yet? No, no, you totally haven't. Yeah. Let me do that. Cause I don't know. 
you don't you don't really ever want the police calling you at work you know what i mean i do no disrespect i, I do i mean i get calls from the police all the time but <laughs> hey <laughs> um, yeah heavy <laughs> okay cool so you go to work and i i think this we will we will wrap here real quick where um your boss eric irons isn't in that morning he's he's in a meeting which you know is code for playing golf um and he'll be in that afternoon because i kind of want to open with a conversation between boss irons and sam in next episode so we'll we'll table that and when he comes in uh in the afternoon we will we'll get that scene to start us off next time but let's say it's it's you know kind of 12 15 12 30 you are driving out to to wherever it is you go for for your lunches and your car phone rings <laughs> sounds just like that <laughs> hello it's got just a touch of vibrato on it there hopefully my mic picked it up uh, hey sam it's heavy hey big man how's it going it's going good Look, I'm uh, I'm afraid there was something wrong with these prints you got me. I sure I've never taken a fingerprint before. Could have gone wrong. What's the? Just couldn't read them or? No, no, they they returned some. They actually returned what they said is a pretty good match. But you said you you picked these up like yesterday, day or two ago. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the these prints came from a dead man. Mm -hmm. Like someone who died yesterday. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm I'm misspeaking. Uh, you you ever driven past the high school? No, you got you got your girl there. Millie's at Millie's at the high school, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you know the you know the statue out front of that uh that kid who was a football player. He's, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, he got killed. That Jeremy Phelps kid. Uh huh. Yeah, they're his fingerprints. 